0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Again, it's great to be in the house of the Lord tonight. We appreciate each and every one that is here uh, this evening for the midweek uh, prayer and Bible study. We're glad to see you. We also want to greet those that are watching by means of the the live stream. And uh, we just hope that... Um, you receive something that will bless you, amen, and lift you up. We are still studying uh, on the subject titled, Rooted, Growing Deep and Standing Tall. We'll be on this tonight and <coughs> I'm sure the next time. Anyway, uh don't know how how much farther we will go, but uh, I just want to impress upon everybody that in this hour that we're living in, it would behoove you to say I'm gonna get as rooted in the Lord as I possibly can. Because we're living in a day and hour that don't nothing surprise me no more. Uh, I guess they're still, have not caught that escape, that killer. That, that amazes me uh, how long, and, um, you know, he killed him. Took a couple hostage, coming home from church last Sunday. Tied him up. His wife, uh, was it his wife that was killed? or the husband. And he set the house on fire, I, I believe. And then he he, uh, killed somebody else to uh, steal the pickup truck. And uh, people have no regard for life no more. Uh, You better make sure when you go out, you got the Lord with you. Amen? Uh, Because we don't never know what's going to come. Well, let's get into the word. I ain't going to be able to finish everything uh, tonight. But um, this evening we're going uh, to begin talking about sure and established, sure and established. Uh, taking this at a little different angle than what we've been talking about, uh, tonight we're going to talk about basically being rooted in the Word of God and, and, and in truth. How important that is! Our scripture text that we are going to be reading from uh, it comes from the Book of Acts, 16th chapter and the fifth verse. Um, Acts chapter 16 verse five. Giving everybody on live stream a chance to turn that because I don't think that they can uh, they can see the screen that you can see here. Hopefully, um, one day we'll be able to get all that together and um, that it can be. But here's what it reads like. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Now, what I want to draw your attention to there. It says, and so now this is talking about the early church, the first century church, as it was just starting out and it was beginning to grow and God was moving and a lot of things was happening. It said, And so were the churches established. What was they established in? In the faith they weren't established in an organization they weren't established in a denomination but they were established in the faith hallelujah and that's going to be the springboard that we want to um to launch from tonight now, we have been showing the need to be rooted in order to obtain spiritual growth and serve the kingdom by producing fruit. That's basically what we have covered thus far in our series that we've been talking about. Our previous lessons dealt with following the process. Following the process. Now, we are going to expand that study to being secure in the faith, and which I am titling this segment of it, sure and establish. Now, I hope that you will take the time uh to see the importance of this to jot down a few things because you, you this these are some things you really need uh to pick up on. Now in regard to our faith and when we talk about they were establishing the faith we're talking about the, the truth of the gospel or what we believe and in regard to our faith we need to be sure And establish. Every child of God. Is responsible. To know. Two things. Amen. Every child of God is responsible. To know. Two things. And this is what. God holds me and you both responsible for in regards to our faith. Number one, every child of God needs to be, is responsible to know what they believe. That's a responsibility. Uh, it's not an option if you are a true child of God and you are serious about your relationship with the Lord, you need to know what you believe. And the second one is is like it. Not only should you know what you believe, but you need to know why you believe it. What and why. Both of those two things are of equal importance. You need to know what you believe and why you believe it. Now, this is not only necessary for your personal benefit, but also to be able to clearly define the truth to any and all who ask you. I got a responsibility. You got a responsibility. If somebody on your job, a fellow co-worker, a neighbor, somebody else in the family, walk up until you say, Well, just what do you apostolics believe? What would be your response? I guarantee you, everybody knows what Pentecostal is. I mean, there was one time they didn't, but we come through that thing beginning back, back in, in the 70s and the charismatic movement and all those things. Uh, you mentioned Pentecost, Pentecostal. Everybody understands that. But still today, when you mention apostolic, they give you this funny little what? What's that? What's that? They don't know how to differentiate between being Pentecostal and being apostolic. On the back of our church van, if you've ever paid any attention to seeing one of the sides of the back doors, what's it say? Can somebody tell me what it says on a church van? Oh, come on now. Pentecostal in experience, apostolic in faith. Hallelujah. And you need to know the difference. You need to know the difference. Uh, the 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 name Pentecost is is a big umbrella, and a lot of different denominations are under that umbrella. I mean, just like Baptist. You know, I mean, when when you talk about being Baptist. You've got to qualify what? Because, I mean, there's like 40 or 50 different kinds. You've got General Baptist, Free Will Baptist, Missionary Baptist, Southern Baptist, on and on and on. Uh, Pentecostal, under that umbrella, you've got Assembly of God. You got Church of God, Four-square gospel. Amen. So and then you got apostolic. To be apostolic, when I, when somebody asked me that question, I said, well, simply, it's simply this. The Bible says that we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. I said, if you can say anything that's our creed, that's our creed right there. We're built upon the foundations of the apostles. If the apostles preach it, we preach it. If the apostles taught it, we teach it. If the apostles thought it was necessary, we still think it's necessary. Now, there's a lot of things a lot of people trying to water down apostolic. There's a lot about it they want to cut out. Amen. But if you're really in the apostles' doctrine, you're going to go back and you're going to teach everything as the apostles taught. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you need to know what you believe. But then you need to know why you believe it. And the reason that's necessary, it's not just for your benefit, but to be able clearly to find truth to any or anybody who asks you. A lot of folks don't realize that God requires you to be able to explain yourself. Amen. He requires us as, uh, what's his name used to tell Lucy all all the time? Explain yourself. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. This is the NIV version right here. Somebody said, what's the NIV version? I call it the nearly inspired version. (laughs) Hallelujah. Here's Here's how the NIV translates 1 Peter 3 and 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you To give the reason for the hope that you have. Hallelujah. So we we got some responsibility. This is why we need to be established. Secure and established in the faith. Know what we believe. And why we believe it. Now. Now. Tonight I want to talk a little bit about priority one, guard the truth. Priority one, guard the truth. Now I might get some feedback on this, but I can't help it. I got I, I got to bring it out anyway. What is the top priority of the church? Some would say, and I understand why they would say that, some would say, win the lost, save souls. But I, wanna, I want you to think about this. If you don't guard the truth, and if you don't know the truth What are you going to save them from? You're not going to lead nobody to Christ and to salvation if you hadn't guarded the truth. So I declare unto you tonight that priority one for the church is to know the truth. That's what Jesus, he said, you shall know the truth, then the truth shall do what? (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Truth is needed in your life for God to move in your life. I'm sorry, I don't want to offend nobody, but God does not move in the lives of people who's not in the truth. Uh, All those people praying five times a day to Allah, the... There's no relationship with the one true God there. Those five prayers a day don't mean a whole lot. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That's, something, that's one of the things I'm talking to you about tonight that you've got to be established in. You've got to be firm and unmovable and not bend a bit. There's no room for compromise here. Some things we can compromise a little on. Some things. I mean, if, if you get ten preachers on this platform and we say we're going to... I'll talk about different aspects of the book of Revelation. I guarantee you there's not going to be total agreement. Hallelujah. Some people believe heaven's one place, some people believe heaven's somewhere else. I'm not going to make that a point of controversy. I tell people I don't care where it's at long as I'm there. Hey, hey man. Hallelujah. I mean, but there's some things that you cannot be movable on. And Jesus Christ being the only way to God is one of them. Jesus Christ being the way, the truth, the life. He didn't say a way, a truth. mm. But he is the way, the truth, and the life. So priority one is guard the truth. The church of Jesus Christ has been given something precious. And our number one priority is to hold that in trust and to keep it. And to stand up for it. And declare it unashamedly. Amen. When you tell somebody you're apostolic, hold your head up and be proud of it. Hallelujah to God. Now here's one of the scriptures that we're going to talk about in regards to that. This is the book of Jude, a a short letter uh, in the New Testament. Only one chapter. And when Jude wrote this, he was going to write a letter, and he had his mind and intentions of writing one thing. But when he got down to it, the Holy Spirit redirected him. I've been redirected a few times. I've studied a message and thought for sure what I was going to preach, and when I get up to preach, God takes me a totally different direction. Notice what he said here. Beloved, what makes you realize and understand he's talking to the church, and he's not talking just to anybody in general. He's talking to the church. He uses the word beloved. Hallelujah. I guarantee you if he was writing Charles Manson, he wouldn't say beloved. Hallelujah. I guarantee you if he was writing some political parties, he for sure wouldn't say beloved. He said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation... I wanted to write to you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. What's priority one? Guarding the truth. Contending. Contending. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of, of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Missing Sister Darlene, I will read that again in the Amplified Version. Beloved, he use, Amplified Version sure uses the word beloved, but look at how, how it's written from there. My whole concern was to write to you in regard to our common salvation. I mean, I was just going to write and talk, talk about you know what we, who we are, and what we do, and and all that. That was that was my goal, that was my aim. But that butters in uh, in brackets there. I found it necessary, and was impaled to write you and urgently appeal. He was going to write about one thing, but the Holy Ghost got a hold of him because there was something else that needed to be prioritized. I was impelled to write to you and urgently appeal to and exhort you to contend for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints, the faith which is the sum of Christian belief, which was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. For certain men, now I love this amplified version right here. Listen to this. For certain men have crept in stealthily, gaining entrance secretly by side door. Their doom was predicted long ago ungodly and pious, profane persons who pervert the grace, the spiritual blessing and favor of our God into a lawlessness and wantonness and immorality and disown and deny our sole master, and Lord, Jesus Christ. Jude said there was one thing I was going to write about but I've been quickened by the Holy Ghost to let you know priority one is contend for the truth. Because already back then, there were certain men crept into the church. The Amplified Version. Said, gain an entrance secretly by a side door. You know, sometimes we are. Tr- I'm, I'm, <laughs> I hope I'm not taken wrong here, but sometimes we are too trusting. Do you know the Bible tells us one of the principles that we're supposed to know them and labor among us? Amen. As God put me as a shepherd over this particular flock, I would not be doing my duty if I let a wolf in. Come on. We need to know them that labor among us. Because not everybody out there is speaking truth. Not everybody out there has the real deal. And we have to guard the truth. And they were creeping in already back then. And I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul. He spent time, I believe it was in Ephesus, a little over two years, better. And he spoke to the leadership of the church, the elders of the church, before he went away in the book of Acts chapter 20. And this is what he told them. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock, over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers. To feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Woo! For those people who say that the Bible never equates Jesus with being God, let me ask the question, whose blood was used to purchase the church? It's the blood of God. The subject matter there is God. Feed the church of God, which he, who's the he? God, has purchased with his own blood. <laughs> well, glory. That That's another truth right there that you have to guard. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. That's those people sneaking in by the side side door Jude was talking about. Oh, but listen to this not only outside forces, but look at here also of your own cells shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch. And remember, by the space of three years, it was three years, not two years, I ceased not to warn every one night and day with tears. Now, there's more to this that we're going to be talking about, but uh, it, I'm at my stopping point right now, so I'm, I'm not going to get into it. But we've got to be sure and established in the faith. you got to know what you believe and why you believe it. If you don't, some of these jokers running around out here could deceive you. And I'm concerned right now. I've got to say this before I close. I'm concerned. I'm, ha- I'm hearing more and more apostolics talking about all oh, signs and wonders, signs and wonders, signs and wonders. Uh, you're not supposed to follow signs and wonders, the signs and wonders are supposed to follow you. Hello, and these signs shall what follow them that believe? Don't get caught up. I don't care what you see them do. Or what's supposedly miracle. Don't come showing me miracle about somebody, if they're being used by God or not. You show me what they're teaching. Show me what they're preaching. If they ain't teaching and preaching apostles' doctrine, I don't have time for them. Because God has given me something precious. And I have an obligation to guard it. And that's priority one in our life. Let's all stand together. I appreciate your attention tonight. And we will pick up from here the next time. Lord willing, it's our prayer and blessing uh, uh, desire that you be blessed the rest of this week. And God will strengthen you.